Hey guys, welcome back to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast hosted by Kelsey and Brian Halverson. This is a couples podcast where we dive into all things pop culture with our own special twist. Let's get started. Hi guys, we're back. Sorry about the break there, you know, life gets busy, summer gets busy, but in a way, maybe it was a good, maybe it was a good break for both of us. You guys didn't get overwhelmed by another episode? You got time to catch up? I feel a little recharged. I feel recharged too. I feel recharged and motivated and excited We've got about one week of feeling that way because we are looking at getting our dog a sibling. And the dog that we uh, have picked out right now is nine weeks old. So we might have our hands full. One week of feeling recharged. That's true. But we thrive in chaos. (laughs) Honestly, we kind of do. As Littlefinger would say, chaos is a ladder. All right. Had to throw a Game of Thrones reference into that, didn't you? How do you like Littlefinger for a dog name? No. Oh, my gosh. So real quick, we were looking at names for the dog, and we were going through Avengers names and Game of Thrones names, which there might be a Game of Thrones name. There might be. We're not going to say anything because I don't want to give it away. It's not Grey Worm, in case anyone was wondering. Um, And then, like... At the same time, me and Brian both pulled up Tombstone on our phones. So then Brian goes, Wyatt, what else did you say? Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday. And I was like, wait, are you looking at Tombstone's Tombstone names right now? What's wrong with the name Doc for a dog? I mean, nothing's wrong with it. I just don't like it. There's some, okay. There were some decent ones in Game of Thrones. There's also some bad ones. Like, you're not going to name your dog Joffrey. <laughs> it's not yeah. a bad name but the character is a little third so or ramsey bolton i mean come on now uh, star wars had some decent names too usable names what doesn't have usable names is lord of the rings <laughs> every name on lord of the rings is some weird like i i love it i like that type of lore give me the weird names give me legolas and aragorn and all of it. Perfect for me, not perfect for a dog. And Kelsey was not having it. At least Star Wars and Game of Thrones had some like actual names. I feel like the only usable Lord of the Rings name is a female name. And it's already my niece's middle name, which is Eowyn. And it's usable and I love it. But I also don't like Lord of the Rings. So I'm not going to name my dog a Lord of the Rings name. How sweet would it be to bring our dog to the dog park and then be like, oh, what's his name? Gandalf. Really? Isn't he like a giant? No, Gandalf was the wizard. Uh, No. That dog would command respect from anyone who asks his name. It's going to be a no for me, sir. Anyways, you guys don't want to hear about that. Or maybe you do. Hmm. Who knows? So this is our last week of the preliminary round. The first round. I don't know what you'd call it. Of... 
drink battles, so beer battles and seltzer showdown. How about Vader? Vader? Like no. Darth Vader? No. All right, keep going. There was one from Star Wars that we were okay with, but once again, it's an option. We might go with it, so we're not going to tell you because we have a bad habit of uh, acts. We might go with it, so we can't tell you because we have a bad history of people taking the names that we like. So We have a secret list of kid names in our phones for when we do have children because we don't talk about it. It's like he who shall not be named in Harry Potter. Like You don't mention the names. Oh, how about that for a, for a dog's name? The stallion that mounts the world. Are you done? Are, are you done? He's done. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, poor Brian. Be sad now. All right. Talk about drink battles. Okay. So this is the last round before they start facing each other. So... I have not opened mine yet because, you know, I like to make that cracking noise into my microphone. I am starting with a 312. Is it 312 or is it 312? I'm not sure. Like, I feel like it's probably like a area code, isn't it? I mean, everyone has seen them. I think a lot of places have it on tap. Whatever, I'm calling it 312. It's the Goose Island uh, Beer Company. It's a wheat. It's got like uh, the very classic yellow label. Like you can't miss the 312 label. 312, 312. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I've had it one time. I had it when we were in Chicago for St. Patrick's Day. And yeah. I remember that day was really fun. So I don't remember if I think i really liked it because of how fun the day was or because the beer was good so uh we're putting that up against founders dirty bastard which is a scotch style ale um don't know anything about it it just looked good so really quick funny story about the chicago trip they were handing out free yogurts for some reason my dad thought it was funny to just keep taking them from the random people that were handing them out. And my dad ended up with like 25 yogurts. <laughs> and now we can't even have dairy. So it's really funny. Dude, the founders is an 8.5% ABV. I'm not going to like this. <laughs> I'm not going to like this. Maybe you will. Uh, 312 is getting a buy, it looks like. But we'll try. We'll try. You're starting with a 312, 312. Man, I guess so. What do you have? So I have Lone River Ranch Water, Rio Red Grapefruit Hard Seltzer. I actually saw these. I think these are new. I saw them in Nashville when I was there with my family. And I was trying to convince my mom to try them with me. But this is like the only normal flavor. I don't remember what the other flavors were, but they were all kind of odd. And my mom was like, uh, those don't really sound good. So we didn't go with them. Can you tell me what it's called again? Ranch water. Dude, gross. Uh, shout out Tour Junkies podcast. Um, they have oh. a bet. and uh, Well, they often bet against each other. And one of the punishments that they have for the loser of the bet, and anyone listening, this, is, this sounds disgusting, but 
if you don't want to bet money, if you need a good way to punish somebody that you win a bet over, um, they take a ranch water shot. So they take a, a glass and they pour, you know, they mix ranch dressing in the water and you have to take a shot of it. And apparently it's the grossest thing in the world because it, uh, it like gets clumpy in the water. It does not look good. It does not look good. And the way they talk about it, I would not wish that upon anybody. But they, they're selling it in a seltzer? Okay. They're not selling ranch water in a seltzer. It's just the brand is called Ranch Water. Yeah, that's bad marketing. Then. <laughs> I think because it's Lone River and it's got like a Texas ranch theme to it. They mean like a ranch. Like water from the ranch? Yes. Not ranch like Hidden Valley Ranch water. They mean like a ranch, like a Texas ranch. I figured as much, but. That's disgusting. Don't ruin any things for me, please. Well, great. My other one is called Nude. Awesome. Nude and ranch water. <laughs> and I've got Dirty Bastard. This one is Nude Hard Seltzer Mango. I'm excited for this one. Um, Sugar-free carb-free but sweetener-free which is interesting so I wonder how they get the mango flavor usually when I drink seltzers my preferred flavor seems to be mango or strawberry um, or grapefruit so I guess this was a good direction lime black cherry you can usually keep that away from me I'm good but I'm excited I'm gonna start with the ranch water (laughs) hidden valley ranch water Not my best one, but pretty good. Ooh, that's good. Only 80 calories, and you get so much flavor with this one. It's almost got like a little bit of a margarita taste to it, which makes sense because it's 100% agave, natural lime, and then red grapefruit juice. It's very good. Mom, we really missed out on this in Nashville. Not that we didn't find other alcohol that was equally as delicious to drink. It looks like a wheat beer and smells like a wheat beer. It looks like paracentesis fluid. Ew. We always tell our patients that have paracentesis, paracentesi. <laughs> Um, they're like, what does it look like? And we usually describe it as like a, like an amber or a light beer or a lager. This looks like probably 50% of the paracentesis procedures I do. So from now on, when they ask me what it looks like, I'm going to say a Goose Island 312. I think my favorite seltzer is going to have to watch out for this one. All right. I'm going to defer judgment for a little bit while I drink this. And we can do our first segments. Alrighty. So we're going to bring out that little take a seat, not a side energy with this one, I think. So I used a random category generator online, specifically one made for making your own version of categories. Uh, we're not going to place categories today, but hmm, it's an idea for the future. Um. Wait, real quick, though. Categories. Um, me and my roommates used to play categories in college all the time. You can't even say that you played categories. 
We played guys, categories. No, you guys wrote words down on papers. You guys did not play categories. Categories has rules. You guys did not follow any of the rules. They would roll the dice that tells you what letter to use. If they didn't like the letter, they'd roll it again. No, the whole point is that some of them are hard letters. And then when they were playing, they wouldn't use the letter anyways. And they would be like, oh, well, that's still a good answer. That counts. I very much am very competitive, as you can tell from past podcasts. I'm very competitive. And I like when things are played by the rules. I uh, It was like the second time me and Kelsey ever hung out. And uh, she's like, come over. We're playing categories. I was so triggered by the fact that they played that way. I didn't speak up because I didn't want to seem like that big of a dick right away. Actually, I probably did speak up. First of all, you had no other options for what to do that day because you got locked out of your apartment. That's why you came over and played categories with us. So A, you should be grateful for the shelter we provided. Did I speak up? Did I tell you guys that you were playing it wrong? No, I'm sure you were just trying to be too nice at that time. You, I'm sure you kind of made, whenever you don't want to say something, sometimes you make this like face where you're just like, huh? <laughs> and then you were doing all these things like, let's say the letter is S, right? And if you do like a double S, you get extra points. So Brian kept doing that. We we're like, that's not a rule. What is that? Oh, what are you doing? Like a celebrity would be like Sarah Silverman. You get two points because it's SS. It's kind of like beer pong. Everybody has their own rules. Who cares if the game comes with instructions that you're supposed to specifically follow? Doesn't matter. Anyways, though. I used this generator, and I was able to gather five random categories. Very random. And Brian and I, live here on the podcast, are going to come up with our three favorite things for each category and battle it out as to who has the better opinions. Make sense, Halverson? I'm looking at your categories right now. <laughs> they are very random. Number four is interesting. But that's what I had to do. I had to use a random category generator. You never knew what you were going to get. Don't shut us off before number four because I want to see where that goes. So, category number one, breakfast foods. Come up with your top three breakfast foods. Okay, so... I might have mentioned this on a podcast before, but one of the throwbacks from my childhood is graham crackers and coffee, which probably no one else has ever had before. But you put a little bit of butter on a graham cracker and you dunk it in coffee and it is delicious. I feel like that's probably my favorite breakfast food. I love sausage, cheese and egg breakfast sandwiches. I'd probably put that in my top three. And then cereal. Give me a good sugary Cocoa Pebbles. Frosted Flakes, Frosted Mini Wheats. I have very specific ones, and these aren't necessarily ones that I have access to in my home. So I guess, would you say yours are very specific? Yeah, because you said specifically Frosted Mini Wheats is like, or just cereal in general. I mean cereal. I, I, I don't, I'd say Cocoa Pebbles if I'm going specific. I love breakfast. I love going out for breakfast. I feel like waffles are a staple. I have those at home, too. Chicken and waffles, if I can. Bagel and cream cheese, can't go wrong. Classic. Delicious. And then an omelet. I love omelets. 
I feel like if people are taking sides on this, they're obviously going to pick yours. One of mine, two of mine are lame. Cereal is lame. No one's ever heard of graham crackers and coffee. But, but I don't feel bad. I wake up hungry. So, like, cereal is not going to be enough for me. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, food, 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 food. Yeah, but cereal is one of those things. If I had to pick, like, five foods for the rest of my life, cereal would be one of them because I can eat that for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Like, I can have a bowl of cereal whenever and be happy about it. But I feel like cereal is a snack. It's not very filling. I don't know. Graham crackers and coffee, I think, is gross. I don't like mushiness and if you let those linger in that coffee for too long they become very mushy and then you get floaters because parts of it break off don't i I want someone to try my favorite breakfast now you're making it no one's gonna try it when you talk about it like that it's actually really good all right category number two appliances so this can be anything realistically I would say, just off the top of my head, I need my Keurig, or coffee maker in general. I need it. Absolutely need it. Where would we be without a refrigerator? It's like a necessity. And then I would say microwave. So basically, all of my stuff is in the kitchen. So I'm going to have a really dirty house, because I'm not going to have a vacuum, if I could just have these three things. But... I'd be well-fed and well-caffeinated, and that's all that matters. I think the refrigerator is probably the most necessary appliance that people own. Probably, That's a pretty sweet invention, too. I'm going to also include refrigerator. Uh, oven versus microwave. I feel like for the standard person, the oven is a more useful appliance but i do tend to take the shortcut and microwave stuff so i would also say microwave but where i'm gonna beat you and where everyone should agree with me because if you don't get rid of yours and then let's see who's talking air conditioners could you imagine the summer that we're having without an air conditioner that's a very good point like we have central air and it is i don't think i could ever live without it again uh our house we keep at 67 degrees, so when we come inside after we're at the dog park today, when we come inside, it's the most refreshing. Like I have to put a blanket on. That's a very good point. And when you have AC and you have heat, like you're never uncomfortable when it comes to temperature in your house. And we've lived in many houses and many apartments without that luxury. And whew, I don't if know if I, I could ever go back. If I told you you had to get rid of the Keurig or Central Air, which one would you get rid of? Okay, you're right. You're right. I wasn't thinking about that. That's a hard one, though. I mean, there's so many options for best appliances. Because I haven't had enough coffee today, so I'm, like, craving a coffee, even though it's, like, five in the evening, five in the afternoon, depending on the type of person you are. Category number three, things that are cold. Well, easily. Iced coffee. I mean, I just mentioned my caffeine addiction probably followed by ice cream which lately has been my weakness and then I guess should I say the refrigerator the refrigerator is cold 
And I just said how essential it is to our lives. I know. I'm here thinking, I want to use air conditioner again. That's cold, right? So there I am picking <laughs> my appliance again, and you're picking the one that I wasn't smart enough to think about. No, pick a... Pick, pick something, something else. Ah. Uh, water. Because if my water wasn't cold, probably wouldn't drink it ever. Yeah, we're different like that. Like, I really don't mind room temperature bottled water. Ugh. Things that are cold. What do I like that's cold? Okay, I'm going to go with milk because... I can't think of anything that is worse when it's warm than when it's cold. This man goes through so much milk, it's ridiculous. Like, warm water versus cold water is still, okay, whatever. But warm milk versus cold milk, one is going to make me throw up, and the other one is refreshing, to a point. Well, one's going to go sour if it's always warm. That's why it fits my list pretty good, hey. Two more cold things. What did you say? I said iced coffee. I said water. And I said ice cream. <laughs> the ice cream thing, you know it's sad when one of your most visited websites is Culver's Flavor of the Day. <laughs> oh, man. Like it's bookmarked on my phone now. So then after milk, I'm going to go with soda and beer. Why not go with three drinks? I'll say beverages. You're picky about those temperatures, yet you'll drink lukewarm water. Ugh. I just feel like if I'm drinking water, it's because I'm really thirsty, and I can slam a bottle of warm water, and I don't want to say warm, room temperature water faster than I can slam a bottle of cold water. Ice cold water you have to, like, chip away at, but you can I can down a bottle of room temperature water real quick but you wouldn't be happy with that water if it wasn't for ac central air getting another shout out keeping our room temperature water still bearable sponsored by central air <laughs> number four and this is where things get real random farm animals if we're not going with the most necessary animals, I'm going to go with the ones that I just think are so cute. We'll start with the pigs. Everyone knows how much I love pigs. My mom got me a wooden pig. It sits on my fireplace mantle. It is the only pig that Brian will let me have, which I think is messed up, but whatever. Then I'm going to say goats. Because every time I look at Kira, I think of the little jumping and fainting goats because she looks just like one. And then the cattle dogs. Because we have a cattle dog. There we go. Those are my three. No pressure, Brian, but if you don't say cattle dogs, you kind of sound like a terrible dog dad. Number one for me, can you guess it? It's... uh. Far and away, no-brainer. Cows? It's cows. <laughs> I love beef. Like burgers, steaks, beef. I also love milk. 
both of these things come from cows. Cow. I'm not going with cute for my number one pick. I'm going with. Functional. Functional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number two. Old McDonald had a farm. Yeah, yeah, yo. What's on his farm? Pigs, cows, sheep, goats, alpacas, llamas, ducks, roosters, chickens. All right, I'm going to go with cattle dog. Because Kira's listening. I do not feel like Kelsey telling our dog all night, Dad didn't even pick you in his list. (laughs) So we have cattle, cattle dogs, and I will go with... I'm going to go with horses because what would Western movies be without horses? True. You know what I just realized? Like, I think pigs are so cute. And I could realistically give up pork and bacon for the piggies, you know? They're just so cute. You're right about the cows, though. I don't know if I can give up a burger. I'm so sorry. Don't come for me, vegetarians. Don't come for me. All right, number five's in my wheelhouse. Number five, villains and monsters. So, villains and monsters. I have said before, and I'm not about to back down from this, I think Darth Vader is one of the most iconic villains ever. So we'll throw him in the top three. Overrated Stormtrooper. I will also go with the Joker because he is one iconic and two the way Heath Ledger played him, the way Joaquin Phoenix played him. There's been some really good performances, so I'm gonna throw the Joker in my top three. And number three. I'm gonna pivot a little bit from the superheroes. I'm gonna go with Jason Voorhees, because I think he epitomizes horror movies. You see that hockey mask, you think Jason Voorhees, you think horror. I think that rings true more than Michael Myers' mask. And it's up there. That's up there. Don't come at me, Halloween fans. But Friday the 13th, I feel like, is the top dog. I think your answers are pretty good. In fact, we have one in common, at least. I would agree with the Joker being in the top three. Um, I agree with, you know, him being depicted in Hollywood really well. And also, I like that there's so many different ways that you can take his character. Like, it's not just all one way, if that makes sense. I mean, really, one of the most iconic Jokers of all time is the cartoon version. Like with Mark Hamill, like he he voiced that cartoon so well that the cartoon version of the Joker stands out. Yeah, I agree. And I like that he has a lot of different backstories. So you can't really sit there and be like, oh, they didn't tell this right. Well, there's so many different ways to tell the story of the Joker. I do have Michael Myers. I feel like Michael Myers is the epitome of horror. 
I mean, talk about someone that just kills to kill. Like, it's just, like, so reckless. Also, I have said it once, and I'll say it again. The scariest moment in a horror movie for me is just him standing in the street staring at that house. Like, just that moment. Because can you imagine looking out your window and someone's just standing in the street staring up at your house? That's something you could really run into in real life. That's terrifying. Plus, not to mention they take in the babysitter story, which has been used a thousand times now. Babysitters with the kids. You know, murderer shows up. That whole concept. I'm going Michael Myers. And my number three is Thanos from Avengers. I feel like he's so indestructible. And I know what everyone's thinking, but they did beat him. Yeah, but Iron Man had to die. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie. Black Widow had to die. Probably countless others had to die. I'm not recalling it correctly. We started it the other night again. We've already seen it, but we started it again the other night. And I was like, three hours of this? I don't know if I can commit that. So we ended up turning it off. But and at the end of the day, I mean, of course, they had to beat Thanos. Because otherwise, how else were they going to conclude the Avengers movies? I don't feel like they really had the power to beat him. Sorry. So what's crazy about Thanos is that um, well, there's two ways to look at it. Thanos is, uh, without the Infinity Stones, there are some Avengers that could probably go tit for tat with him. Um, like, uh, full strength Doctor Strange, the Scarlet Witch that we see right now, um, God of Thunder Thor. Uh, God of Thunder Thor actually, remember in Infinity Wars? He, he thought he killed Thanos, but he went for the heart instead of the head. So... Thanos was able to still snap his finger, and that's when everyone started to disappear, blah, 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 blah. So, like, uh, I think, like, a base Thanos is beatable, but he was, like, one of the few people in the entire galaxy that could bear the Infinity Stones. You know, like, all the Avengers had to, uh, they had to build, like, a like a contraption to be able to wield it, and that's what Iron Man had on at the end, like, you know, it killed him. Thanos could just pluck him on because he's that powerful. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. And the weird thing about Thanos is he's, uh, like you said, Mike Myers just kills to kill. Thanos, like, was only driven by, like, one thing, and that was to have balance. And to have, like, a like a villain that is just that, um, like, his motive is so... Simple. Simple, yeah. It just makes it a little bit more eerie. So, I, I, yeah, I, I would agree with Thanos. And I think they did a really good job with him in the movies. I didn't read the comics, so I don't know what he's like in the comic books, but I think in the movies, he's really good. And I feel like he always had the upper hand when it came to getting the stones too. Like, I know you always thought, Oh, there's a chance, but he always had, I don't know. It always turned in his favor. All right, cool. We didn't fight as much as I wanted us to. <laughs> I think we could do a whole episode on movie villains at some point. Cause there's a lot that we could talk about that, don't crack the list, you know, top five cartoon villains, top five TV show villains, top five, whatever. I feel like we got to bring on JJ again. He has a lot of opinions when it comes to that stuff. All right. Something else I wanted to do because we're in July. 
is, I don't know if you guys recall, but episodes back, we made a list of the movies that we were looking forward to in the first half of the year. And so we are going to revisit those movies. And in next week's episode, we plan on giving you our new list of the movies for the second half of the year that we're looking forward to watching. So definitely stay tuned for our next episode to hear those. Um, But first, I think Brian just cracked his second beer. You don't like it already? Nope. I'm going to crack my second beer. Why don't you um, give us, what were you thinking of the 312? You drank quite a bit of it. Oh, yeah, I finished it. It's good. Nothing spectacular. Um, I feel like if I had it going up against Oberon or Blue Moon, which are other, you know, wheat style beers, I feel like probably wouldn't make it through. But like I said, it's kind of getting a buy because there's no way I'm going to like this. Y'all ready for this? I like my beer that tastes like beer, not like liquor. Oh, I can already tell by the smell of this one that I don't think it's going to win. Okay, Kelsey just gave the Listerine face, too. I don't think she likes her drink. Okay. Look, I'm not saying it's all about calories, but when you're drinking a seltzer, a lot of times the ladies are drinking them because we want to have a few of them, and we'd rather save ourselves the calories for maybe some nachos or some Taco Bell at the end of the night. Am I right? I'm right. If you can get a seltzer that's 80 calories, that packs the flavor, why would you spend the money on a seltzer that's 100 calories that tastes like nothing? Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, I get it. And that's what I keep running into with a lot of these brands. This nude one is very appropriate because when you're nude, you're wearing no clothing. And this one has no flavor. Nude flavored. And it says no sweetener free. Which I guess, I don't know what I was thinking, but I don't even taste mango. I don't taste anything. It's just sparkling water. It's not good. And where are the calories coming from? Where are they coming from? So it does not sound like we even need to finish these drinks to pick a winner because, okay, the Dirty Bastard, I mean, it doesn't taste bad. It, it is just really strong. I mean, it tastes, it's got like a hint of chocolate, a hint of coffee i don't know it's not like a not a bad beer it's just very very strong and i should have looked at that 8.5 percent is just too much for me in a beer see and i feel like i'm being rude let me just say this is my personal opinion same with you probably brian right like i'm not trying to be rude these might be perfect for somebody that wants more of a subtle flavor it's just not for me like i want flavor with my drink I'm probably going to finish the ranch water. (laughs) Ranch water. And in a beer, like, I love ambers because they're smooth. Like, I just love the tasty, smooth deliciousness. And when you're getting up 7, 8% ABV in a beer, like, it's just not going to be. It's going to hit you when you drink it, and it's, it's it's not what I'm looking for. I know. And I do feel bad, like I said. And maybe, and I wanted to say maybe the nude one is better for you because it doesn't have all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're drinking alcohol, which isn't great for you anyways. So in my opinion, not a doubt, ranch water wins. And this one, the Rio Red Grapefruit Ranch Water Seltzer, might 
have a chance of really pulling through in this competition. It's really good. All right. Want to touch base on these movies? All right. So what I figured is we'll both start with our first movie and then we'll just keep going that way. Don't you agree? Versus one person doing all the movies. Sure. So I've only seen three of the five movies on my list. So I'll just tell you the ones I haven't seen yet. Um, I haven't seen Black Widow. Originally, I have May 7th, 2021 on here. I don't think it came out in May, did it? It just came out now, didn't it? I think it got pushed out and then it got released. I don't know if it's, I'm assuming it's in theaters, but it's also on Disney Plus, I think, and HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's probably the next movie I'm going to watch. And then the the Nobody came out March 26th and we just never made it to see that either. Um, we, I, I will plan on watching that. That is, now that I see the list, I'm excited because I thought I was out of movies to watch and they're definitely my next two. So, um, which ones haven't you seen yet? I haven't seen, I care a lot, which is the one that's on Netflix, which is so pathetic of me because it's literally at my fingertips whenever I want to watch it. And I still haven't seen it. I think it's because it was one that both Brian and I wanted to watch together. So every time I'm thinking I want to watch a movie, it's like when Brian's not there with me and then I feel bad watching it because obviously it's one we want to see together. That was the one about like the people that were scamming the older people out of their things. Oh, yeah. I would watch that one with you for sure. Yeah. And then The Unholy. Oh, that movie was in and out of theaters so fast. It was the movie with the guy from Supernatural. Um, it's like that creepy horror movie with like the priest or whatever, right? Yeah. Where they were like saying that they felt like they were being taken over by the spirit of Mary, I believe it was. Um, and then they are like, obviously that's not Mary. Very cultish, I thought, is the vibe I was getting. Well, I'm very excited for it, but like... Like I said, it was in and out of theaters so quickly, which, you know, with horror movies, I feel like they get a bad rep anyways, so that might be why. And so I was kind of waiting for it to come on, like, HBO Max or Amazon Prime. So I'm still waiting for it. I didn't really want to spend money on it if there was a chance that it would be for free through all these, you know, things that we're already paying for. Um, But definitely want to watch it still. All right, I'll start with my first one, if you want. Um, St. Maud. I did see St. Maud. It came out in January. I feel like it was really good. Um, I like those more twisted, creepy, psychological thrillers. Um, it's from the same person, I believe, that did Hereditary and Midsommar. So I liked those movies. Um, it's definitely one that you have to pay a lot of attention. It's definitely one that has a lot of imagery. Um, you know, everything has a double meaning. So you really have to pay attention in order to get everything out of it that you can. Basically it's takes this twist of like people that just take religion for exactly how it's written and live their lives this way but if you took mental illness and put that on top of that um this is kind of what you would get uh so she believes that everything she does whether it's punishing herself or punishing other people 
is out of her love for God, and it's because God's telling her to do it, which we've seen in a couple other movies that are in the horror genre before. So it's not a new concept, but I feel like it kind of, I don't know, it takes it to a darker place, but not without being like gory or gross, if that makes sense. I think I talked about uh, my first one on the list, which is Kong vs. Godzilla. And I loved it. I thought it was really good. I saw people online complaining about it because the plot really made no sense. And the acting is, let's call it average at best. Um, but as I said before, like if you're going to a movie called Kong vs. Godzilla for plot and acting, like you're in the wrong movie. Like, I don't care if there was a single line from an actor in that movie. I just want to see monsters fight. Yeah. It reminds me of a TikTok where it's like, I went and saw it for the plot. And then it says, like, in words, the plot. And then it shows something. Like, in that case, it would be like, the plot. And then it would just be the two monsters fighting. That's the plot. That's what you're going for. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And, like, the original Godzilla, the one that I dragged you to, like, seven years ago, it was the first movie in this universe we don't get a lot of Godzilla and we don't get them until about halfway through the movie. Like we see Kong right away in this movie and Godzilla not far after we, we get a whole movie with these guys. We even get Mecha Godzilla spoiler alert, not spoiler alert. I don't know if you don't know that he's in this movie by this point, then I don't feel bad. Um, yeah, it, it was really good. I left there thinking that's exactly what I paid for. And, uh, you know, you know how long I've been looking forward to see those two fight. Mm hmm. If it wasn't satisfactory, I would have left that movie theater thinking like, oh, I can't wait till another one comes out. But I'm good. I feel like that that clenched my Godzilla vs. Kong thirst. And that's what I, you know, what more could I ask for? And look how far CGI has come. Like, compared to when those first, like, Godzilla, like, very first Godzilla and King Kong <laughs> movies the 60s came out. When, they, when it's like a man in a costume. It looked like a puppet. Like a little, like, um... Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of crazy how far things have come for those movies, too. Another movie that I have seen that was on my list was Spiral, which was supposed to be a kind of take on the Saw movies and kind of bringing the Saw movies back. Me and Brian went and saw this movie together, and we have very differing opinions of it. Let me just start by saying I was hyped for Chris Rock. I thought we were going to get kind of like that bad boys energy where like bad boys is an action film, but because it's like two comedians, you get like that freshness and that laughter. I feel like Chris Rock tried to be too serious. Like there were like a couple one liners in there that kind of gave you that comedic spin, but like he just, I don't know. I didn't get what I wanted out of a Chris Rock movie. I thought it would have been really cool to mix those two genres and it just didn't really pan out that way. That being said, I felt like the contraptions that they made in the film were very refreshing and new. Um, there was a really cool twist ending because we were all kind of thinking that we knew who the bad guy was throughout the film. And then like when you started to put the pieces together, like you almost caught it right before they exposed who the bad guy was. You were like, wait a second. Um, So there was a really cool twist ending and there's room for another one where there might be, you know, some improvement. 
I just feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like the acting was very good. I don't feel like the writing was very good. And I feel like the ending was a little bit predictable. But they had a killer rap song in the end credits that I did end up looking up afterwards and listening to throughout the week. So thanks for the new music. But other than that, meh. On the contrary, that's exactly what I wanted from Chris Rock. I love when you take an actor like Chris Rock and you see how talented he is where he can just completely switch roles and do a good job at it. And I know you want a little bit comedic relief. I didn't. I wanted to see Chris Rock be serious, and I got it. And I thought he did good at it. Uh, the movie was suspenseful. Like, it was everything that I would want from a Saw movie. Um, might have been a little loose, a little loose at times. But I'm not upset that you convinced me to go see it. So, yeah. Um, are we going to score these? I think we should score these. Okay, we can score them. But let me just take... Back to that comedian in a serious role. What I kind of wanted, now given this is a horror film, is Kevin Hart was in this film, and I can't think of what it was called, and it's going to bother me. He's the caretaker for a man who is paralyzed. Um, hmm, One second here. The Upside. I know a lot of people didn't like it because I guess it was a remake. But, like, it was nice to see him play a genuine emotional character in a serious film, but he was still Kevin Hart at the end of the day. That's kind of what I wanted, if that makes sense. And I know you agree, you disagree, but, yeah, I was excited. I was a little let down. You wanted to see, like, like you said, a combination of the genres. I wanted to see how versatile an actor could be in... I got what I wanted. You didn't get what you wanted. So let's finish going through them and then rate them, okay? So then my second one on the list was the Zack Snyder Justice League, which I also thought was very good. Uh, definitely better than the first one. You get so much more. Again, I have I think we've talked about this on the podcast already, too, which is fine. Yeah, we did our superhero episode. As you can tell about how we talked about Thanos, Um the Marvel movies do such a good job of building up their villains in every single Marvel movie. Ultron, Thanos, like the villains have really, really good backstories about um, who they are, why they're doing it, why we should hate them as villains. And the original Justice League didn't do that with Steppenwolf and the Snyder Cut does. And it it's a game changer for that movie. The original Justice League was uh, it was OK. Not good. I mean, it, how do you want to say it was okay? It wasn't very good. And when you get a villain that you can actually dislike for multiple reasons, it makes not only it more enjoyable when they fight them, but it gives the heroes themselves more purpose. We get a little bit more backstory on the on the superheroes too, but I just think with how much we learn about Steppenwolf it makes us want to cheer for the heroes even more and it just, it makes the movie. So, um, definitely if you've seen the original justice league, but not the Snyder cut, give it another chance because it is night and day different. It's like, I don't know, really bad analogy. It's like the Snyder cut is a grilled cheese sandwich and the original justice league is just the bread. <laughs> just two pieces of toast together. Forgot the cheese. That's a good way of putting it, you know? Is it? 
Is it? They took the bread and they made it into a delicious grilled cheese. I definitely think we need to do a Monsters and Villains episode. You really inspired me. And not just when it comes to, like, villains in comic books, but just pitting them against monsters. Maybe we could do, like, our Sweet 16 style, but do, like, other monsters, too. Just, like, you know, horror film monsters. and You know what I mean? Anyways, sorry. Off topic. My last film was The Conjuring 3. Which came out in June. So I saw this like right away. Like as soon as it came out in HBO Max, I was on it. Um, I've seen all the Conjuring movies. I've seen all the Annabelle movies. You name it. I've seen it. Um, I found it very interesting that this one was based on a true crime story that actually happened. So of course, you know, I had to go into the black hole that is the internet and research it. And they kind of kept it true as far as what his actual sentence ended up being. Um, This guy, the story goes, um, was one of the first or was the first to use the defense of demonic possession in court. And he only got 15 years. Um, So one of the funny moments in it was they were trying to convince the defense attorney that this was the defense that they should go with. And the guy was like, um, just, or Ed, you know, Ed and Lorraine. He was like, just meet Annabelle one time and then let us change your mind. Let us convince you, meet Annabelle. And the next scene is her filing the defense of um, demonic possession, which means you know she met Annabelle and believed. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Um, I just love these movies. I did think it was a little weird because we kind of went into like this witchcraft cursed objects direction, which if I had done more research on the actual crime, I probably would have known it was going to go in that direction. But I feel like that's a direction that they haven't really done as far as witchcraft goes. Obviously, they spent their career investigating these like possessed items or cursed items, but like not really witchcraft related as far as I noticed before. So thought that was interesting. A little hard to follow unless you're paying a lot of attention. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Would you say The Conjuring is your favorite series out right now? Um, As far as horror films that I feel like are done well, yeah. I feel like there's been some duds for sure. What about non-horror films though? I feel like that's probably your favorite series. I mean, you don't look forward to anything more than new Conrad movies. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I've definitely been let down. I didn't think The Nun was that good. Sorry, anyone that really liked it. Um, I felt like all the Annabelle movies have been really good. No complaints there. Um, and dolls scare the living daylights out of me. What is? Put a number on it. Put a figure on how much you'd have to pay to let Annabelle spend one night at her house. Like Beyonce's net worth. You wouldn't do it for $100,000? No. One night. Annabelle spends one night in our guest bedroom. No. There's way too many people and dogs. Well, there's two people and a dog that I care way too much about to bring that evil presence into my home. One million dollars. No. We could lock. We could shut the door and put her in the guest bedroom. She'll get out. 
she's a doll. Don't let her hear you. Kelsey and I feel very different about this. I am not scared of Annabelle the doll. <laughs> it's a weird little doll, but give me $100,000. I'm putting that out. I'll sleep with the fucker. There's a reason that she's kept behind a glass wall or a glass case. For $100,000, I will break her out of that glass cage and put her in our guest bedroom. Can you imagine being Anne Lorraine's children? And one of the things you inherit is a museum of cursed objects. Terrifying. All right. And my final one is the first one where I was a little disappointed. Um, and that was the new Mortal Kombat movie. The The fight scenes were sweet. They were. And I guess I just complained about this. Like the whole, why would you go to a Mortal Kombat movie looking for plot? But it's a little different because Mortal Kombat characters, kind of like superhero uh, movies, um, they all have different backstories and like actual like character development makes sense. It's not King Kong and it's not Godzilla. So I don't think they did a great job with that. They introduced the new character. I don't want to spoil it. The new character is a new character. And I was hoping for a reveal at the end. And at the end of the movie, and after a little bit of research, I found out that what I was hoping for is not true. And it's just disappointing because they could have ran with that. And then the whole point of Mortal Kombat is it's a big fighting tournament, right? Well, at the end of the movie, they're like, there's still no tournament. Like, they set up they set up the movie as a prequel to a movie where I'm assuming they'll have the tournament. But the concept of a big fighting tournament is is great. And I thought I was getting that here, uh, but you don't. It's just like a, it's a setup. It's like a setup, but you don't get any backstory, which makes no sense. I mean, you get some, like, but it could have been know better. How to explain it. Like you meet the characters, and it's cool to see all these characters again that we haven't seen on screen in a long time. Um, but I just feel like they could have did it better. So I'm gonna score these. Uh, Kong vs. Godzilla. I'm gonna give a seven. Uh, are we keeping these even numbers or are we going to go with pointage? Uh, you can do just even. Keep it simple. I don't want to give it an 8. I feel like an, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's a monster movie. And there is no plot. <laughs> I don't really care that there isn't. But there, the plot kind of sucks. The acting is leaves a lot to be desired. So I'm going to give that a 7, which is still really worth it to go to see. Um the Zack Snyder cut Justice League, I'm going to give an 8. Because I do think that they hit everything that I was really hoping to see in the Snyder cut. And then Mortal Kombat, let's give a let's give a 6. Um, 6 is a genre-specific good watch, but doesn't blow you away at all. Uh, Snape Mod, I'm going to give a 8. I think if you're looking for something deeper... But it's still a horror film. I feel like it's a good choice. Um, same with like all the movies by that same person, like I said. I mean, you're going to get a horror film that actually makes you think that there's actually some art in it. Spiral, I'm going to give it a six. Sorry, Brian. I don't know. I feel like the writing could have been better. I feel like they tried to do some like special effects in there. I don't know. I feel like a lot of it could have been better. No, that's about right, though. Again, we call six like a genre-specific good watch. Yeah. If you like that, 
genre. It's you'll enjoy the movie, but it's not going to be a favorite. Other people might like it. And then The Conjuring Three. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think in comparison to some of the other Conjuring films, I just don't think it's as good. But it's definitely still a good watch. Um, like I was saying, I feel like The Nun wasn't as good as even Conjuring 3 was. But then I feel like when you compare it to the Annabelle films, I feel like those just knock it out of the park. And so in comparison to the other films that are in the Conjuring world, I'm going to give it a 7. All right, guys. That is our episode. Okay, how about this? I'm already excited for this. I think that next week we should give our top five movies that we're looking forward to the rest of the year and do the villain bracket. I'm down. I'm down for a villain bracket. Villain slash monsters. I guess a lot of these villains are considered monsters, so we're on the same page. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.